Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, the third season of Star Trek Lower Decks. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, and for anyone who uh, is curious, we've actually already covered season one and two. Um, So we're not going to go too deep on some of the lore because we've covered it twice already. But here we are, season three. It immediately picks up where it left off uh, with Captain Freeman uh, under arrest and being investigated for the destruction of the planet for Packley Planet. And they all gets resolved in one episode, which I appreciate because this is a lot more episodic, this series. Um, so not not bogging down. I mean, they need their captain of their ship because otherwise where they're going to be, just hang around Earth during the um, trial. Um, and yeah, uh, they do some investigation. They go off the rails. It's a bit wild. Everyone's all super chill and laid back. Like, oh no, don't worry. Starfleet got this, which drives Mariner and Tendi and Boimler and everyone off the deep end. Uh, they almost get themselves in some serious trouble. Uh, they steal the Cerritos, which is in space dock. <laughs> Allah. Star Trek, uh, which Star Trek was it? Star Trek 3, Search for Spock. Um, yeah, and then it turns out, yeah, Starfleet really do got that. They had people infiltrate. He doesn't have a speaking line, but it's actually Kelsey Grammer's character from The Next Generation in the episode where uh, the Enterprise keeps breaking up, uh, blowing up, because a ship jumps out of a rift and hits them. Uh, when they finally solve it and they avoid it's a ship from like the previous like a, the previous generation and it's Kelsey Grammer as captain. It's his character who runs that like task force who clears Beckett uh, oh, sorry it's not Beckett uh, Car- Captain Freeman of all wrongdoing. And you're like, huh. Nice. That's a pretty deep cut. Uh, could they have gotten Kelsey Grammer? Probably. Did they need <laughs> yeah, to? Yeah, probably. No. But you you have to be a Star Trek, like, deep in the weeds nerd to get the reference. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Okay. So we've covered the first two seasons already. The two of us both loved those seasons. What I've found, people are coming to it a bit later than what we did, but are finding it and loving it. And then I've got friends now that are referring to this as their favourite Star Trek TV series that is currently airing. We've got Discovery, we've got Prodigy, we've got Strange New Worlds, but this seems to be a lot of people's favourite now. Like People are getting it. I think to begin with, some Star Trek fans felt like this show was poking fun of what they love. And it's never been about that. It's about being embracing Star Trek. You've said it there, deep cuts. If you don't get those deep cuts, doesn't matter. There's yeah. broader jokes. There's, I mean, the the clean animation, all of the animation style, the bright colors, like so much about this show 
I love season one, season two, and then continue to like it. But it's a good point you've made. It is a lot more episodic with the third season. And for the most part, it really does work for me. There's one episode in particular. Peanut Hamper. Which one? Peanut Hamper. The 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 exocomp drone ah the previous from season one that she ends up on that planet of like birds That's and she's the like the one worst. <laughs> that is the one that is episode seven a mathematically perfect redemption that's yeah. the one i i was gonna say i was going to say hate it and i do and, and you yeah. you picked it out from all the episodes I and mean, what are we talking a 10 episode season that episode was shit. I really yeah. didn't like the episode, and you know what? It followed episode six. Here all which was the was like the nothing, best. the best. It was <laughs> the deep space nine episode, which we knew was going to happen because it was in the trailer. The gags yeah. worked in the trailer, and they work again in the episode. Loved everything about the. Deep Space Nine episode, uh, but yes, that other one, it was, it was. Do you know what I was saying? How it's not poking fun at Star Trek, and that episode isn't poking fun at Star Trek either. But it's too silly. It is jump the shark. Too silly. M- missing the main cast for almost the entire episode, which is its weakness. You can do that if it was gonna go somewhere and pay off eventually but all of the people online are like this is the one where yeah same everyone's saying in the same boat of like peanut hamper like if she had actually gotten redeemed and rejoined the crew and then there was further payoff later on then like it would have ease the episode i wouldn't say it would have redeemed the episode and people like it because it is such a departure like whoa whoa, whoa, where are we here yeah we were just on (laughs) ds9 and like in a place where we haven't been for so long and then like like the very next week cerritos is nowhere with this character we hate who we feel justified in like hating as well had no redeeming qualities. We go through all this, and for all, the whole episode, Peanut Hamp is shrill and annoying and a piece of crap. Then when it seems like she's learned a lesson uh, and she's going to get her redemption, turns out she was faking that as well. And you're like, you know, oh, God. I can I, feel myself. I hate her. <laughs> Hearing you say her name fills me with irritation. <laughs> I'm just yeah. really bothered by it. I was enjoying Even the Teddy, season. Even I was Tendi on... was like, you know what? Peanut Ham is a stupid name. <laughs> and if is. you can make Tendi <laughs> yeah, yeah. annoyed at you, you're a piece of crap. <laughs> I was enjoying the show, enjoying the season. I was on such a high with that DS9 episode. Armin yeah. Shimmerman back as Quark. Nana Vista back as Kira. I was on such a high. I'm like, holy crap. It is better than ever. Who's yeah. this now? Peanut Hamper? Yeah. Oh, that was it was a terrible, terrible episode. But the season yeah. as a whole, though, let, let's try and not get bogged down by that character in that particular yeah. episode. 
The season features many connections and references to past Star Trek series, such as The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and as I mentioned, including several actors returning as guest stars. I mean, original series, Sulu. And it starts off, it's like, hang on a minute. It's like, hang on, this is Star Trek Generations. This is Kirk's farm, Kirk's horses, Sulu turns around. I mean, if if you know Star Trek like we do, and you know the delicate relationships that have been bubbling over the years behind the scenes, it's hilarious. Yeah. That there's a bait and switch. You think you're gonna get Kirk and it's Sulu, which yeah. I thought was pretty and- pretty funny. Uh, with an added touch of like he's helping Boimler get over the death of William Boimler, his uh, transport clone. But what he's speaking, you know, we had just lost Nichelle Nichols, and it felt he that hadn't happened when he, he, they were recording the episode. But it felt like that's what he was speaking to, um, the getting over the the the, the consoling of that kind of grief. Um, which added a whole other layer to that whole episode. Um, and yeah, wow. And for all those characters as well, they continue their character growth. Becca is a much different person than she was in season one. Still is like, woohoo, I get and like kind of loud and takes over a room and that kind of stuff as she has always been. But with genuine care and like, like more serious in a way. Um, one of the things they did is they kept mentioning this girlfriend, Tendi, uh, Jennifer or Jenny or Jen. I think they used all of those names. Uh, and then we get to see her and we get to see her in that relationship when they're like, why are you being like this? Why are you being so weird around my friends? It's like, oh, I, I want them to like me, so you like me. She goes, no, I, I know they can be insufferable. I brought you here to introduce him so you can tear him down. I, I want to see that. Don't change for me. And then they're like, she like wrecks them all because they've been like trapped in the, the uh-huh. room yeah. and like making candles. Oh, it's so good. Um, Ensign Jennifer, uh, played by Lauren Lapkus, um, Jennifer Shireen, I believe it is. Uh, I probably butchered that, but uh Sharan is the pronunciation of the Jeffrey Coombs and Dorian character from Enterprise. So I'm it's gotta be like Sharan. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's a payoff for her. Like Beckett seemed to be going somewhere and then that goes somewhere, heartbreaking. They introduce the character Petra when they're having to be at that uh like career day. This woman that she comes in. Uh, the archaeologist, like, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then when it comes back around later on, you're like, of course it was going to be her. And then who's helping her out? She's working for Picard because he has a like interest in archaeology. Of course, it all makes sense. It's all and as I said, it might there's a bunch of jokes and like oddness in there and some crass humor at times, but they care. They did the like where would this go? Where would they come from? She's very much a, a character in the vein of uh, Picard's love interest from Next Generation, whose name escapes me, but she popped up multiple times, ended up running around with Q for a while. But 
yeah, they all have character growth. We get finally get something with Rutherford about his the implants. implants, right? Yeah, we find out that he was a different person before the implants, and then who was responsible? Again, I love this show. <laughs> I really, yeah. really do. It is such a good Star Trek show. I remember, like when it was first announced, it was going to be. A Star Trek adult animated show in the vein of Rick and Morty. I was watching and enjoying Rick and Morty at the time. I was concerned. That is not what I wanted for Star Trek. And the episode that nobody seems to like from the season, that seems very Rick and Morty. So I guess that was more in line with what I worried this show was going to be. But it's not. Like this show, again, it is made with such love. And care feels like Star Trek. Yeah. And even having, I love the fact that we talked about the notable guest stars, but we also, was it the, the first episode of the season we get Zephyrum Cochran? And yeah, it's James Cromwell back yeah. voicing the character. I love it. Because it's those little details that they could maybe get away with not doing that. But because yeah, yeah, they do. I love the show so much more for it, that they go yeah. to the effort, that the actors will come back. And sometimes it's one, maybe two lines, but they'll come back yeah. and do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because when you get to... They actually have a really smart idea. It's in episode nine, Trusted Sources. They wanted instead of just doing for the California class second contact and like supply run stuff like what about these planets that we visit and we find out on like these big five-year missions type of stuff like the, the the enterprise visits and we discover this civilization uh and like maybe we might have an interaction how about we just drop do a drop by and see how they are do a follow-up do you need us like how's things going I was like, yeah, that's that's smart. How many, like, season two, I think it was, they go back to the uh, original series planet where they was, they had started uh, worshipping the computer again. That was, like, Jeffrey Coombs, like, yeah. like, dangerous computer. Like, yeah, you left, every time you visit one of these places, you might solve some conflict and then you just disappear and never go back there. Go back there. Are they still okay? Do they need help? You know they they you know they exist. They know you exist. Like set up dialogues. And then yeah, it turns out they the place they go really was in some serious trouble and got over it by the time they got around to them because it'd been like 20, 20 years. Yeah. Like, it's good because it does it is that it is that like nerd uh Star Trek fan question of like. Remember that one episode where they did this? I wonder what happens in that place. They just left them. Like, yeah. like what, what happens, happens to next? That, yeah. Uh, like, this this, this show. Planet, an entire, they were two planets in the system. One of them produced uh, a drug to help the other one, uh, even though they could have created something uh, that was a, like a one and done. So, but they use it as like a, like a hook and like a pharmacy, like an opioid addiction. Enterprise gets there, cuts them off, 
and then they've left a whole planet in like withdrawal symptoms yeah. and it's disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And they get back there, and yeah, that was a planet that went through like half withdrawal symptoms for That's like it. years until they got over themselves. Yeah, but I was gonna say like, this is this is the show where you can tell those stories, like you know, that fans may have had questions they they may have had. But then from the character's perspective, though, you've got Captain Freeman, she's got a reporter with her. There's no problem to solve. There's no need yeah. for them to go back there. So her whole thing is like, oh no, what about this other planet we can go to? Like, where has there been other second contacts? Yeah, ah, it's it's so good. It's it's so well put together. I'm just looking down at my notes, and, and again, I'm seeing episode seven capital letters. Hate this episode. But anyway, <laughs> we've, we've moved. We've moved on from that. It's just the crew is a well-rounded crew. Same actors that we've had since that first season. Jerry O'Connell is back as yeah. the first officer. And, oh, it is not quite firing on all cylinders because, again, episode seven. But outside of that episode, it is so good. It is yeah. It is so strong. And we know that we're getting more seasons of this. The second season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds is going to be a crossover. They're going to do a crossover episode with this show, with the actors from this show reprising their roles in live action. What yeah. does that look like? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. I am absolutely there for it. I don't know if we're going to see a version of the live action crew in animated form in Lower Decks and then vice versa in Strange New Worlds. I don't know how they're going to approach it, but we are going to get an actual crossover. Is Jack Quaid going to have purple hair? I mean, he'd he have does. to, wouldn't he? I've actually seen an interview where he talked about, because they filmed it apparently already. Oh, really? Wow. And he said, even though he's played this character for three seasons, it wasn't till he was on set in costume with purple hair that he's like i get him he's in what my the head now what the hell are like... they doing <laughs> that is ridiculous yeah. yeah i mean the purple hair makes sense because it's a cartoon <laughs> now yeah. he's gonna be oh wow i mean we both really rated that first season of strange new worlds and we clearly still enjoy for the most part lower decks yeah for those two shows to cross over we're going to get a, a final and third season of picard oh there's so much star trek star trek prodigy is back for the longest time we just had those 10 episodes of season one and it's like is that season one because it felt like it had its own cliffhanger, unless that was just the mid-season finale. Are we yeah. waiting on season two with Paramount Plus? It's back. We're getting the, the second part of the first season of Prodigy. So much Star Trek right now. More Discovery on its way. I mean, we yeah, keep I'm... saying it. There's never been a better time to be a Star Trek fan. Yeah, there hasn't. There truly hasn't. We've got comic series right now. Where Cisco's back. With... I was going to ask. I mean, I know this is a Lower Decks season three podcast review, but have you have you read that comic? No, no, no. Oh, I haven't picked it up yet. I've but read it. I do know there's been 
a lot of rumblings that we are actually getting more episodes of DS9. Whoa. That will kind of cover this. I feel like this is the comic to break out to help uh, maybe almost a test run. Well, it's okay. The I show d- they're doing. Right. Okay. I, I don't want to spoil it, but just to, because I've read that first issue, just to set it up. And interestingly, it's the comic is simply titled Star Trek. And it's a new ongoing series. So there's a new ship. The ship that is given to Cisco by Picard. Cisco is the captain. Picard suggests a number one for him in Commander Data. Engineering, Scotty. <laughs> and he's like, whoa. And then other characters are popping up, like Medical Officer, Beverly Crusher. So the kind of Tom Paris from Voyager. And so it's like it it reads like pure fan service. It's like a fan is writing this comic and they're taking their favorite elements from different series and putting it in one story. But I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's just one issue so far. It's a lot of fun. See, if that's them testing the waters for something live action, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, give me give more of that. But in the meantime, like again, reads as fan service, but it's brilliant. Like it is yeah. a lot of fun. They need a guy in engineering. Of course, it's Scotty. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It really is a good comic. Yeah. And there is a lower decks comic as well to bring it back to lower decks but this season season three of lower decks if you're going to rate it out of five yeah i've unfortunately got to come down on a four all on that episode seven that episode seven was such a like shell shock of where did, how did we get here it dragged down my otherwise this would be five if i've i enjoyed it that's episode six on ds9 with armin shimmerman and nana visitor the jerry goldsmith all of the lovingly recreated the uh ds9 details in animation it was so incredible um the 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 quarks bar that which is a joke they'd already brought up um, episode two was like Dungeons and Dragons in Star Trek world, which was yes. uh, like, was like <laughs> yeah. uh, something in Batlas because it was like a Klingon thing. And it was like a, a nightmare style video board game voiced by General Martok, voiced by the actor who does General Martok. I'm like, oh, <laughs> deep cut, deep cut, deep cut, like stuff. Which is a reference that video board game, the 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 expansion they mentioned, was a real life Star Trek video board game in the nineties. Like how they get these references in there is <laughs> amazing, and it all yeah. makes sense in the context of the episode. Uh, you've got uh, well, like Bold Boimler, where he's saying yes, carrying on from the previous season, uh, and right. just getting himself into like awkward situations including being hunted and like it's it's so good all of it like yeah that's guy, clearly clearly predator <laughs> yes yeah yeah yes. yeah ah uh, yes captain freeman thank you for the mimosas like 
he's actually like a super polite guy and he, he pulls out this dangerous looking thing it's a selfie stick it looks <laughs> like this super dangerous weapon yeah like it's great it's so good all of these moments and the music the animation uh the character progression and everyone uh lieutenant shacks have always got to call out and his like pet name for rutherford oh baby bear like <laughs> all of it like yeah. him and his relationship with dr Tana, which is kind of freaky and she had his tail and she lost it and they're on oh all of it <laughs> i mean I, yeah. I care about these characters as if they were like next gen and the that yeah, crew yeah. and like and i yeah i i love it all so yeah as it would normally be five, but that oh, episode seven honestly. was so bad. It's, episode, yeah, it's dragged me down a point. Episode seven, he's got so much to answer for. I mean, yeah, we're coming from a, a similar position here. I mean, yeah, I'm going to come in at a four out of five also. It's losing a point for episode seven. Hate it. Yeah. Honestly, really dislike that episode. And from what you said, from what you've read online, we are not alone, with the music, like the music anyway, always enjoy the score, scores on these these shows. For the first contact homages in the season premiere, Jerry Goldsmith's main theme from that film can be heard. The song Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf, which was used in the film, is also heard in the episode. Love it. Yeah, and that theme park looks like something that would exist. They steal the rock, the phoenix, as like a shuttle, and that guy goes off to be like a pirate and gets caught. Like that little side joke has a payoff later on in the episode. Like it's, oh, yeah. Honestly, (laughs) this show and first contact, I love that film. Like I'm such a big fan. First contact. Easily the best next generation movie. It is, but there's a lot to like about Generations and how they were able to bridge the original series cast, the new cast, Kirk, Picard meeting in the Nexus, all of that. But the, the season three premiere recreates scenes and locations from First Contact as part of a tourist destination, like he was talking about there, but having the music, like it's, ah, it is yeah. excellent. You know, we have reviewed a lot of Star Trek going back to, well, go back to the, that Discovery season one, Picard, Lower Decks, We've not done Prodigy yet. We're waiting for the series to wrap. Yeah. We're maybe eight episodes away, I think. Something like that. So we've done so much Star Trek. We've never reviewed a Star Trek film. And it's always that thing, like, where do you start? Because I don't think anybody wants to start with the motion picture, to be honest. But then... No. Even um, with the original series, there's an unofficial trilogy, uh, which is... Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, Voyage Home. Because I've they're all made that. one after this. They're actually yeah. bundled together. I have heard like that, a... and it has a name. I'm blanking at the moment, but I, I have heard, because it's used as an example of how to make a, I think, like an unconventional trilogy, or like a trilogy of films that fit together but tonally kind of do their own thing, tell their own story, 
but does fit together. I, yeah. Yeah, I did. I think we've talked about doing those three together. I mean, typically we've not done that in the past, but we've talked about doing something like that. It's like a, a like a special, like a special episode where again I'm blanking on the name. I mean, this will be episode 182. So maybe that would be like a good episode 200. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. When we do I have them on 4K. Oh, do you? <laughs> do you? I've got access on Paramount Plus. <laughs> I'll watch yeah. them there. I've got the next gen films on Blu-ray, but I'll have to watch the other ones on Paramount Plus. Thinking back when we did episode 100, I think it was 100, so long ago now, we did Zack Snyder's Justice League because that felt like a moment, like a special occasion. So maybe we'd do that then. We'd do Ratha Khan, Search for Spock, Voyage Home. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've said it now, so... <laughs> I think yeah. okay. I think Everyone listening has heard it. It's locked in. Yeah, if you listen to this episode of Star Trek Lower Deck season three, then you know what we're going to do for episode two hundred. There you go. We've we've committed to it now. Yeah. Well, that's it for our episode all about Star Trek Lower Decks season three. If you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon.